0: Hey guys, it's Sean. Remember to like, share, and subscribe. Hello everybody. Welcome to Not So Average with Sean Wilson. I am your host, Sean Wilson. If this is your first time with the podcast, welcome. If you and I already have history, welcome back. I am super excited as you can probably tell by all of the energy beaming off of me because today we are continuing our conversation around life path and destiny with a very special guest. Today's episode is part of a three episode series that I am doing where I interview some women who have unique and very, what's the word I want? Special insight into what it means to discover or follow one's life path or destiny. Today's guest is Jenny Florence of Moon Magic Weekly Tarot. My other two sit-downs were with Alyssa LaRose of Celtic Fairy Tarot and Odessa Mall, Mystic Intuitive Healer. Trust me, you're going to want to check out all three. I know you're going to love this conversation. Hi Jenny, how are you today?
1: I am really, really good, Sean. Thank you so, so much for inviting me. This is amazing to be here.
0: (laughs) You have no idea what a treat it is for me that you said yes. And to be sitting in front of you right now, I feel like I know you because I watch so Mm. much of your content. For those of you who don't know, in addition to having my tarot channel, I also watch a lot of tarot videos and Mm. Jenny's uh, channel is one of my go-tos every week, every single week. Um, That is one of the reasons why I invited you to be a part of our conversation for this series. We're talking about life path and destiny. And I know Mm -hmm. that some of the readings that you provide on YouTube are destiny readings or life purpose readings. So I thought, you know, it makes the most sense to have people who are thinking on those terms, operating in that space, probably getting a lot of feedback from your viewers around it to give us some of your insights about, you know, what do these terms mean? Sometimes uh, I know I do. I'm very, very guilty of using them interchangeably.
1: Mm, yeah.
0: Do you have any thoughts around that? Do you think of life path and destiny and life purpose and dharma as all the same thing? Or do you see them as different mm.
1: things? Well, it's really, really interesting. I mean, it might be really useful as well, just to kind of let your viewers know Um, my background, although I have read tarot cards all my life, I mean, since I was really, really tiny, I think I got my first set of cards when I was about 10. Oh, um, wow. Really, really young. And so um, I've always had this kind of like real connection to things like this. But I I mean, my mainstream career, I worked as a full-time accredited psychotherapist for, Mm. you know, a long, long time. And so in a way, I think that's really influenced the way that I read cards and the kind of underlying messages and, and the kind of content. So I'm really, really interested in kind of how we get ourselves into a bit of a pickle sometimes when we get right. ourselves stuck. Right. But I'm also really, really interested in then how we get ourselves unstuck. Right. And, you know, if if we're struggling with anything, What's the purpose to it? What's the bigger picture? You know, maybe there is a life lesson because nine times out of 10, in fact, probably 99.999 times out of 100, there is a bigger picture. There's a lesson to be learned. And that's kind of a that's like a level of soul growth. Mm. I think, you know, I I do consider all kind of therapeutic work. It's I kind of think we're gardeners of the soul, really. And I think readers are the same. You know, when you tune into a tarot reading, you're tuning in because you're looking for a a per- you, you yourself have a purpose, even if you're just looking for some weekly guidance or you need to touch base or you're having a real wobble and you're looking for some support or some help or an anchor point, maybe just to kind of feel like the world isn't going completely crazy yes. or, you know, yes. there's there's and as I said, even if it is just a weekly touch base, you know, I, with some of my readings, they literally are a, a weekly reading that is yes. there. Kind of yeah. connecting what's happening in the next seven days is their guidance. And curiously enough, I think this does have a reference point to things like our calling, our destiny, our purpose. And I think you're really right. We use these. We kind of interchange. All the time. Most Absolutely. And, and I, I find myself thinking, you know, it's easy to make an assumption that people know exactly what we mean, when we use that language. In a way, if I think about my journey, my own journey, my own working world and the therapeutic aspects of, of all of our, our personal growth, right. I think on some level, we're always on some kind of a pathway of learning of a calling of a purpose. I, I almost see it. It's a bit like um, if you were standing in front of a unit, like a cliff, for example, that, you know, on a beach and you can see the layers like of the rock. Yes. And I know there are these different ages and stages of development yes. in front of you. And in, in many ways, I, I sort of feel like we have these multi layers going on in our lives all of the time. And some of them we are conscious of. Some of them, it's like, I really want to do that. That's where I want to go. That's my goal, my purpose. I feel that's my calling or my destiny. Yes. Right below that, there could be a whole other layer of soul growth that we're not even completely conscious of. And yet that may be on a spiritual level, even if you're not aware of it, that could be actually your current calling and purpose might be to overcome um, some element of growth or to step through a challenge to strengthen an aspect of your personality or I don't know, move beyond something, some limiting belief or some uh, structure, you know, that you grew into when you were little that no longer serves you.
0: Absolutely. I
1: sort of see it as being kind of pretty multi-led. I don't know. I'm slightly digressing, but you know. (laughs) No, I love everything you're
0: saying, because one of the things that I think is going to end up being very helpful for people who heard that answer, and it definitely immediately for me, made me go, oh, yeah, is that it kind of takes away this idea of and the pressure around having to figure out what yeah. your purpose is. I think one of the reasons why a lot of people are confounded by this, well, the first thing, and I say this a lot, at least with this season of the podcast, because I'm talking about this in particular, I say it a lot, is that it's not defined for us. This is not something that gets taught in school. Mm. Most people don't even get it taught in their homes. So we don't have any kind of definition for the most part around what they mean. But the other thing that I think hangs people up is an idea of, I don't know what my life purpose is, feeling I need to go figure it out and not even beginning to know Mm. how to do that, where to go to do that, anything. And from the answer you just gave, it feels very much to me. And I totally sign on for this idea. The answers are inside of you. And if we're Mm. paying attention, and it's so funny, you mentioned specifically, Mm. you mentioned standing on the cliffs on the beach. And as I'm talking to you now, and I'm thinking about the fact that touching base with the self being Mm -hmm. in touch with the self, spending time with the self alone is a great way to start having that come up, unfold, reveal. And immediately I think of the hermit card in Tara. Mm -hmm. Immediately Mm -hmm. I think of, because in many of my decks, the depiction of the hermit card is he's on a cliff, right? (laughs) So Mm -hmm. it sounds to you that, uh, it sounds to me, sorry, that you're saying it's quite possible that we have the answers but just don't know it and that they also there might be many answers
1: yeah i i think it's multi-led it's quite interesting as you just talked about the imagery of of the hermit yeah. um, and mean it also immediately put me in touch with the imagery of the full card which yes. is also often on a cliff yes. it on a cliff yes. somebody about to launch themselves you know into a new phase of of the world somewhere that that feels unknown out of their yes. comfort zone and Curiously enough, as you were kind of talking though, if we think of those two images as the hermit being sometimes our own inner guide, yes, sometimes a, a guide that can show up. I mean, perhaps that's more of a herophant kind of energy. But the point is, it's it's navigating our way through something from a space of internal reflection. Internal reflection, yes, ma'am. Also, though, becoming aware of, I think, our relationship with the world around us. And I, I'm very, very big on teaching people to uh, to listen to to listen to themselves. Yeah, me too. Also, to, to to listen to life as it flows through us. You know, we're we're in a relationship with all of life all of the time. You know, we know now that I mean, I love the fact that science and spirituality are coming together. Yes, <laughs> it's, isn't it magic? Yes. Um, you know, so, you know, I mean, wisdom traditions have known forever that we right. are all one and the same. And it's right. like Carl Sagan says, you know, we're all, we, we're made of star stuff. I mean, right. I'm like that, right. Yeah. And so we're all made of the same stuff. We're all energy um, I- interacting and exchanging all of the time. You know, if we move into the territory of indigenous peoples who have, yes. I think, retained Uh, that level of knowledge and that level of awareness awareness that Mm. everything around us is alive. If we Mm. can slow down enough to listen, you know, pause and sit with a tree, sit with a rock and and kind of see if you then go into that inner space, that hermit space within you, listen and hear what is being communicated to you and native, uh, native peoples understand rocks, the rock nation as being, um you know mm. the memory keepers they have been here since the earth began yeah and so you know if you meditate with a rock many people will meditate with a tree and see what comes through to them and and it's kind of like keeping all channels of communication open mm. and recognizing that we are in relationship with all of life we're so not we're- just in relationship with the rest of humanity and I, and right. i do think you know one of the the challenges that we face around this idea of destiny and calling is that it becomes very human centric.
0: Yes, absolutely. Yes, ma'am. I was just going to ask, would you say then that one of the steps um, someone who's trying to decipher, figure out, decide, because I tend to think it's a decision more so than waiting to hear what something or someone outside Mm -hmm. of you says. Yeah. That's my personal belief. That one good step towards that would be spending more time in nature. So not just spending the time internally with the self, but also maybe some answers will come from that rock, from that tree, from that that beautiful bird song that you have, from just Mm -hmm. being in that space. Because as you put it, we are connected to all of that and not just
1: connected to each other, human to human to human. Mm. Do you know, I, I kind of find myself wanting to take it an, an, even a step further into, in, into the territory of, um I, I would call it the, let's say the masculine perspective and the feminine perspective. And okay. I don't voice this in terms of gender. If we think of this as being that we each contain the masculine energy and a, and a feminine energy, and if, and we need both. Right. And if we think of the mind as being a more masculine you know area of our life and perhaps the 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 more emotional side of things being the more feminine element right. when we use both in harmony we're really tapping into a, a balance of communication right. so you know we we know that um if we make choices and decisions, those choices and decisions are being organized by our mind yeah. and our capacity to be really focused and goal orientated even right. is orientated through the masculine, which is fabulous because we need that. Right. But actually, maybe there's a need to nurture something along a little bit as well, where we take time out, we go for a walk, um, we relax, we slow things down, we take, it's it's like the difference between maybe taking a straight road and a windy road. Okay. And, yeah. and, there's, a t- and there's a time and a place for both. For both. Yes. You know, and, and actually, if we can learn to be intuitive enough to ourselves and the world around us and everything that is alive and in full communication all of the time, then in a way, the answers are kind of shown to us and we can begin to live life in a more both intuitive and action-orientated way. It's like a mixture of both because I, I can't help feeling... Western Western culture is yeah. tends to be quite mind dominated. Absolutely, it tends Absolutely. to be quite masculine dominated. Yeah. It, it doesn't, you know, we don't stop and smell the roses enough. We yeah. don't stop and listen enough right. in a different way, you know. And I think if we can address that balance and and the earth itself and and I mean everything is calling for us to bring that balance into being, um, then we begin to value exactly that, the choices that we have, the conscious free will choices that we ourselves can make. But also, I don't know, maybe the awareness that maybe the universe has the upper hand or that we're given what we, sometimes we get what we need rather than what we want.
0: Sometimes. Um, Which means that there's
1: there's perhaps a lesson in there for us to learn. Right. So it's, and it doesn't mean that we weren't on track, but maybe we needed a little bit, another ingredient before we could kind of really complete that journey to the best of our ability. And some, you know, someone throws you a curveball and you think, where did that come from? What's that about? Right. But maybe that's also part of the destiny. Perhaps that's part of being given the, elements that you're going to need so that you can step up into that life purpose, that calling to the very, very best of your ability. It's like you're being given an extra tool. It's just that it might come in a kind of a sideways way or an unexpected way. You know, we don't always get everything in a straightforward manner, but it's often the the more challenging things, I think, that bring us our greatest areas of growth, really.
0: Absolutely. So would you say that for you, First of all, it sounds like with your having received your first pack of tarot cards at age 10, that connection to your spiritual side or or an awareness of spirituality as part of an active part of life has, has been prevalent for the majority of your life. There are some people who think when we talk about things like life path or destiny, that it has to be connected to the spiritual. And for some people, there's a lot of resistance there because they don't have that same Mm -hmm. foundation or comfort level with things of the spirit. For many of us, particularly, I can say in America, there's this tying of spirituality and religion and religion for many people comes with all kinds of stuff that Mm. is um hard mean unwanted um Mm. unforgiving for lack of a better word and so then when the concept Mm. or idea of finding or living one's purpose destiny or path comes up they go I don't want that there comes a, a piece of, I don't want mm. that, because it feels like it means having to sign on for something that may not be what you really want to yeah. do or may really enjoy or may really find alignment with. For mm. people like that, because I feel like there's probably more people like that, which mm-hmm. may also lend to why fewer people feel like they find it. Then there mm. are people who have been situated in a place of awareness around the um integration of spirituality with practical life. How, like, are there any advices or thoughts around okay. that or comforts or anything that you would share with someone who's got that kind of a dichotomous thought around it?
1: Okay. There's a lot in what you're saying. So I I think what I'm going to do is try and pull out some different little points that Absolutely. I think would be, because that, what you've said, I think is really valuable for people. So I I mean, in a moment, I will kind of take you to to an early experience of mine, which I think really set my pathway to having a different level of awareness, but it's not, that's going to be my experience and not everybody's. Sure, absolutely. But I I think when we get into the territory of of association, where we feel like um, spirituality becomes tangled with something that feels like either an indoctrination or something where we like it's full of shoulds and shouldn'ts and coulds and, and couldn'ts and can'ts and ought ought to's and right, right, right. you know that kind of stuff lots of restrictions it takes me back to what we were just saying about or, you know learning to listen to ourselves in yes. a much purer way right because if you if some if somebody's structure doesn't feel right for you then it's not right for you. Hmm. You know, I'm just going to make that really clear in my own, that's my own perspective and my own opinion. If it does not feel right for you, then it isn't right for you. Yeah. You know, it doesn't mean that there won't be another collective group of people or another belief system, or even that you need to find um, or connect ultimately to whatever is meaningful for you. Right. I mean, to, to my mind, a, a real Pure purity of connection to any form of you could call it faith. you know, faith, trust, hope, those things, which are all part of, ultimately, of, of a connectedness, a greater, a greater, a bigger picture, let's say. You know, whether that comes through a an organized religion or it comes through your own primary experiences, mm-hmm. it needs to feel right for you. You know, if it doesn't, and it's somebody else's imposition, it's like you're you're kind of being a round peg trying to fit into a square hole. Well, that should be enough to know that that is not your calling or your purpose or your destiny. Right. Right. (laughs) You know, that that's like trying to squeeze into the wrong size dress, isn't it? There is, yes, and I can relate to that.
0: So, uh, (laughs) so you know, what you just said is, it comes from I feel. Having a sense of self worth because some people don't Mm -hmm. even have the idea of letting what feels right for them be Mm. a compass or the barometer of anything. Yeah. Yeah, And so, yeah. And so, again, it just feels, and you know, I may be completely wrong. I'm meeting you for the first time today, but it feels like foundationally or maybe you were just lucky and born this way you've had a sense of space being able to take up space
1: in the world and I, I, actually quite quite the opposite which is yeah. really interesting so so i'm going to i think i think it will be a really good way i mean perhaps I, the other aspect i was going to say was to tell you about you know perhaps some life orientating experiences of mine please absolutely you know, and and i think i think it's valuable so um What's really interesting is, I mean, I I had a near-death experience when I was very, very tiny, um, which I visibly still can remember, you know, uh, the light stream, you know, lots of people who've had near-death experiences have experienced that light. So I clearly have some kind of a memory of that. And when you talk about being able to Take up space. Curiously enough, in my world, I, I didn't grow up in a particularly kind world. And mm-hmm. um, there was a lot of targeting, a lot of bullying, a lot of mental health issues within my family, still are actually in my primary family. And I think I curiously enough, I think a combination of events meant that I, I was actually quite a withdrawn child. I never spoke. I was criticized for being too shy. Um And I kind of developed a world that was actually very singular and quite isolated. But nevertheless, it was because I didn't necessarily feel comfortable. Again, really interesting. The one thing I think I did have was some sort of connection to some part of me that knew that something that didn't feel right probably wasn't right, even if I couldn't do anything about it. Interesting. Um, you know, yeah. and I think that my my defense to to cope with that, because I think we develop a, right. a defense is simply a management strategy. Right. A coping
0: skill. You know, Absolutely. It's a
1: coping skill. And, and whatever that is, my coping skill was actually to become quite withdrawn and to not talk to people. And in a strange way, it meant that my own world and my connectedness to certain things yeah. remained very, although very privately alive, it remained very alive. Mm. And curiously enough, it didn't kind of get tarnished by other people's perspectives mm-hmm. because I never shared those things with anyone. You kept it to so, yourself. You kept it so, uh, Yeah, because and and. In some ways, as a, from a child's perspective, it never occurred to me that people didn't all see or hear or recognize the same things that I saw. You know, that comes much later when you begin to talk to other people and, and they kind of look at you like you're completely crazy. <laughs> you think, well, actually, but I've always seen that. You know, I've always noticed that, and so. And, and, I'm, and I don't consider myself to be massively, um, you know, gifted in in that kind of psychic way. In all honesty, I, I have mentors in my own world now who I, I think are extraordinary people. And you know, it, my little bit of a gift is is if that's you know on a scale of one to one hundred, if mine is five, you know, theirs would be two thousand. You know, right, so right. so I consider myself very gifted to have have people around me now in my later life. Who are real guiding lights for me, but it's taken a very long time for me to be in a space where I, I would even trust people enough to share of myself. Mm -hmm. So in a, but in a strange way, that isolation sort of served a purpose Mm -hmm. because it meant that my perspectives remained intact. They were pure. It wasn't like someone said, Oh, no, that's not real, you know, and, and that kind of, because a lot of people, they, they become numb to the reality of, of what is around them and. They become numb to their own real experience and I mean this actually results in you know elements of depression actually in life because we feel so disconnected you know from life itself and from ourselves right. you know and as you quite rightly say we do, we have very low self-esteem um, and I, I mean I've done countless workshops on you know confidence and self-esteem they're very different qualities that people lump them together but they're not the same.
0: I um, say that in almost every episode whenever I talk about anything mm-hmm. where where I know self-worth is important or at play or at risk. Mm. I always say, and self, and y'all can tell her, self-worth and self-esteem are not the same thing. And again, these are two terms mm. that people use. Yeah, they pe-
1: people lump things together, don't they? And it's this, you know, and confidence. I mean, you think of the number of kind of amazingly famous people who get up on stage and the confidence they have is incredible, but they will walk off that stage and they will tear themselves to pieces. Trust me, um, I know. You Trust know, me, they, I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. You know, so, so I mean, yeah, we absolutely know that that these things are really interesting, aren't they? But but I I think it is going back to people who feel they have a disconnect. Yeah. No, i i really cannot encourage people enough to learn to listen to themselves yeah. and even if you don't feel you can at this point in your life trust what you actually feel yes. um, you can develop that awareness Um yes again obviously you know me through my tarot and um, my tarot readings but uh, i mean i have a whole online library it's a completely free resource that people can access um out of the, the the books that I have written, that the, one of the first books I wrote was called Seven Steps to Spiritual Empathy. That mm. that book will, that book will teach you to listen to yourself. That book that is- will. It's literally that the book was designed to be, to be read in like seven days with an exercise every day to learn to listen to yourself. And through listening to yourself, you can then begin to connect to life really as well. And and then the following book, the follow on book from that, which was mindfulness meets emotional awareness. I mean, was really about helping people understand that the more challenging emotions as a, a source of empowerment and not, you know, we, again, we, we perceive Emotions as black and white, positive, yeah. negative—they're a part of your listening system. Yes, they're a part of your guidance system. Yes. If if you have a conversation with someone and you you walk away and you feel really angry, well you know, hey, listen to that because There's something is going on in that conversation that's really there. niggled yeah. you. This is important. This is a yes. piece of really valuable information. Absolutely,
0: absolutely. You know, first of all, I want to thank you before I forget, I want to thank you for being generous enough to share some of your history, your personal Um, Welcome. It's more than just a path. It was literally your life experience. I want to thank you because it takes a lot of bravery to share that with anybody, but also because of the fact that a lot of times when we are watching people's content or we're seeing someone interviewed and, you know, we are seeing oftentimes the best version of themselves. They seem to be centered. They seem to have it together. And when something is said, it can be very easy as an audience member to go, well, yeah, obviously your parents loved you or whatever the thing is, whatever throwaway line, Mm -hmm. We can Mm. use to dismiss the wisdoms that are coming our way. So because you shared that, I feel it will be heard the 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 point that that was uh, used to to illuminate will be taken even more deeply inside, uh, received even more greatly by people because you speak to the fact that there was growth. There was change. You did not come out of the womb having everything together or having everything handed Mm, to mm, you mm. or having it easy.
1: Mm.
0: Now, uh, Jenny, I do want to ask in regards to, you know, and you've talked about this twice now, your history as a, uh, do you say counselor or therapist? Which were you?
1: Well, I guess ultimately, and in the UK, it's kind of a, it's kind of both, really, a psychotherapist and a counselling psychotherapist. I kind of probably sit what we might see as somewhere in the middle, if you look at those two trainings. Um, but I, I mean, I worked for twenty eight years and did endless ongoing training throughout that time in a very very big full on practice. So. I, I mean, I've worked from the psychiatric end of the scale, literally with people who are, you know, in a really desperate place um, and right up to sort of working in business with people who are just wanting to orientate around greater people dynamics. So, right. so I have a, a very varied, I mean, it's been a really interesting experience, interesting world to, to be working with.
0: I as one of your audience members or one of your viewers, I guess they're called on YouTube. I've heard you mention this multiple times. I've heard you al- I've also heard you multiple times reference your free library. You guys, she's got a free library and you know that I'm going to put in the description box of this video all of the ways you can have access to Jenny and her content. Um which again is very generous of you to have not just created these things but to make them accessible to people for free. I'm curious however about the shift from your uh practice as a psychotherapist uh which i'm assuming was also your main means for making money mm-hmm. during the time you were doing that to what you're doing now did you do full stop retirement and then
1: move mm-hmm. on or did you no, have some well, sort it, of a shift this is this is really this is really interesting again now this is fascinating because if we think about you know what we what we started talking about whether you know, do we listen to life? And do we listen to to what feels right? Do we take action? Or do we have to wait sometimes? And we take action because kind of the world delivers us a curveball. And then we feel like we're almost like pushed into a corner and we have to do something. Now, I I had always yearned to write and do more things, which is really interesting. Uh, The libraries came about because I found... I. I'm not, I was never a silent counselor. There's a method of working where people sit in silence. It's like being a blank screen. I am a great believer in sharing information. You know, knowledge is power. Right. Um, Let's put it out there. Why why would I sit here and take your money and you can come and see me for five years when I can give you a piece of information that might just help you right now? Unlock it, yes. Unlock it. So, and I found that increasingly I was giving a lot of information to people and, and my clients were coming back and saying to me, i I wish i had recorded that because you know or could you record that bit of information and so i started recording it initially things for them and then they were saying can i share it with somebody so so that's kind of how the library started just that it could be a source of information that might be of help to anyone that might need it yes but in my personal world I've always yearned to write for a long, long time. The tarot cards are, are something that has just been a part of my personal life for a very long time. And I've read cards for friends and people that I'm close to for a long time. Several things kind of happened in my world. Firstly, I lost seven people in one year, are you um, kidding? Which, which was just huge. Absolutely huge. I and I I remember it's unheard I, of. Was there some I, sort I of a natural disaster in many? It was it was lots of different people. It started with my my dad was the first to pass away, which we expected at some point, but then I had a whole series of people, and literally I got to the end of the year and I was talking to a friend in a dance class, and I very flippantly, which and I acknowledge the flippancy was inappropriate in a way, but I just said, Well, if we get to the end of the year and no one else dies, it'll be fine and And two weeks later another another person passed away um you know they came out of surgery and something had something happened afterwards and, and it was so quick and I honestly just began to feel like you know I wasn't on solid ground and as a therapist, indeed as a reader, in any of the helping professions, we have to be conscious of where we are because you know it it's if you're not okay, then you don't really have the resources to support Absolutely. people. So I, I gradually through that year, cut back on my practice and I remained working with the people that I felt I wanted, well, I say wanted to work with the kind of the longer term work mm-hmm. that I was doing. I wanted Had a deeper to relationship pay. with. Yeah. But the the kind of short term pieces of work, I just didn't take on anymore. Right. You know, so I kind of wrapped things up and I didn't replace those kind of slots and I, I actually moved, I up sticks and moved to, um, to the coast, which was something I had wanted to do. And I, I was able to cash in, in terms of, of, you know, the house that I was previously living in, downsize and, and spend some time writing. And I think I was just drawn, I'm, I no longer live there, but I was drawn to be by the water. Yeah. And I think it was a whole personal healing process that needed to happen, Well,
0: sure, especially after that much loss, too. Yeah,
1: so so it was really important to kind of be processing that. And that's when I had started writing these books about learning to listen to ourselves. Mm. I'd had some quite challenging experiences within uh, the community that I was living in. I mean, again, because my views are perhaps for some people a little bit too far left field. You know, um, it, I was absolutely targeted by certain people for having different perspectives, you know, which we would perceive as spiritual perspectives. But, you know, I mean, I, I sometimes use the analogy, I think, you know, when I was a teenager, if you meditated, you were completely woo-woo. Sure. You know, if, if you were interested in the environment, you were a tree-hugging hippie. Right. You know, nowadays, every CEO is buying a meditation package right. because their, <laughs> for their company, for every employee, because it yeah. works. Right. But you know I, I come from that generation of people where there's been a lot of stigma attached yes. to holding different perspectives Absolutely. and I ended up living in a community that, that had quite uh, rigid views and it was very, very interesting and one of my own mentors afterwards said to me, you know Jenny, if all these things hadn't sort of supposedly gone wrong, would you actually have ever just up sticks and moved mm. and done the thing that you're really supposed to be doing it's like you know you'd have just carried on ticking over seeing the people you see right. and, and I think it is interesting that you know do we actually listen to what we really want to do and have the courage right. to like the full card right. to launch ourselves off that cliff or do we kind of find ourselves pushed into a corner or we're in a labyrinth which I associate with the hermit card Mm-hmm. Where we've actually got to stand still and do a little bit of soul searching and some reflection and, and make some big decisions. You know, and I sometimes think if we yeah, wouldn't it be great if we could listen to ourselves and take action and feel confident about that rather than waiting for things to almost go wrong? So that pushes us in that direction. But but the, the reading cards in a more public way, which is uh, a moving much, much more into a place where I'm now kind of connecting therapy psychotherapy counseling and yes. with with the spir- a more spiritual way of orientating and a spiritual way of finding and gaining information and guidance that came about because i i asked a colleague who is an astrologer um, she's also she's also a, a psychotherapist and i asked her if she would do an interview with me for my library and she did she trained with a world leading body of of therapists and she actually said i'm really not sure i can do this because I think that there might be a lot of stigma attached. She said, I don't tell people I'm in a street. Yes.
0: You know, I can kind of relate to that Mm -hmm. because when I started my, so I've got two YouTube channels, Mm -hmm. one that is primarily for my acting, not primarily, it's only for my acting career. So if I have Mm -hmm. new clips, if I have a trailer, anything like that, it goes up on that. And that's the one that's my name. And then just about I can't do the math, but in November I started the tarot channel Mm. and initially it was called new kid tarot and it was a faceless channel. And I just, it was a thing that I just didn't want people to know I could do or was doing at all. Mm. And then Mm. oddly, as I was doing it, it didn't take many videos for me to start feel feeling comfortable to add Sean vibes. In parentheses, yeah,
1: yeah. And Excellent. then I Excellent. went on
0: Facebook, where my closest confidants are. I'm mm. only Facebook friends with people I actually know, mm-hmm. and um, and I outed myself as having mm-hmm. psychic abilities, and and talked about my channel. And then the next thing you know, I took off New Kid all altogether, added my profile picture, and now I'm in a, a few of the videos, not not all, because sometimes I just I want to do it in my pajamas, but um. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can Mm. completely relate to what your friend felt. And this is in 2022, 2023 Mm. that I felt that way
1: yeah absolutely and but it was after that conversation with her and i just thought well hang on a minute jenny you know kind of like pot calling kettle black because you're not out there you don't tell people you read cards and that's when i did kind of a bit like you i kind of Mm -hmm. launched out there and thought oh you know actually i'm just going to put some readings out there because Mm -hmm. this is something i do and maybe you know i i need to kind of walk my talk i need to step up here And, you know, I here I am asking somebody to come along and have an interview for my library to talk about how astrology can help. Well, how about I put some readings out there? And that, interestingly enough, was the point at which my kind of YouTube stuff took off and more and more people were able to find the library. So even though I kind of built the library and was still adding stuff to it it was really fascinating that the tarot channel is actually what has enabled people to find,
0: so it's like a gateway. Resource,
1: you know, so it's like a gateway. So, and, and if you'd asked me, you know, 10 years ago, if I'd be doing this now, I probably would have laughed at you, you know, but here <laughs> we are, you know, it's kind of like, but isn't it fascinating, you know, It's really about us having to, going back to that core essence of, do we kind of listen to ourselves? Do we listen to what feels right for us, the stuff that we do, that we love, that we feel strongly connected to? Um, Or are are we kind of swayed, like we don't feel we can be out there doing it because we'll receive criticism? You know, all of these different factors um, and you know, you were asking about you know how how people feel about finding their calling, and what if you what if they don't know what it is? Yeah. I kind of think ultimately, calling and purpose, I feel like it's it's something that feels right to you, and if it feels right, and and that may change over time. I mean, you know, becoming a counsellor, mm-hmm. I go way back to my starting point that felt right then, and you know, then later on, suddenly something else. Has come along that feels right. So sometimes it changes and it one thing will grow upon another, you know, being a mum, you know, right. felt right. That was a big part of my world for a long, long time, or the main priority in my world. And my kids are now independent and doing their own thing. But you know, it, it's like these little strands of our purpose, our calling. I I can't help feeling if we listen to ourselves, then we'll know what's right for us. Mm-hmm. It could be a stay-at-home mum, it could be a going-to-work mum, it could be a It could be being a CEO of a a company. It's whatever feels right for you. Mm -hmm. And I can't help feeling that if you're not able to follow it, sometimes the world gives you a big kick. Or a little bit of, I mean, I want to say gentle (laughs) shelf, but it's not always very gentle. No, it's not. (laughs) It's not gentle. Sometimes it's an almighty shelf, which says, actually, you you, you, go and do this, you know, step up now. (laughs) You know, you just touched on
0: two things that I think are so super important. One of them is a question that I was going to ask, um, but you touched on it already. And it's the idea of, you know, if someone has children, a lot of times they can think, because for many people, the idea of following one's own path sounds like a luxury as opposed mm. to a right or a necessity. And so if they also mm. have children, I don't happen to, um, uh, it, but you do. And so even with having children, you still uh, found that purpose and path unfolded in your life. You allowed for that space. And, you know, I think this is so important for people to have heard you say, so that if if it can be helped, they not they don't just count themselves out or count the possibility out Mm. just because they are a parent of some sort. And the second thing that you said that um, I think ties to this, and it's again, very important that people heard, Jenny, I asked about it as though these two parts of your life were completely separate, but I've always sensed listening to your content and you actually kind of touched on this just now. It's, it's a continuation. And that which you do, that which you offer is still there. You're just offering it in a different way. So as opposed yeah. to the counseling or the one-on-one psychotherapy, or even, you know, um, connecting with corporations and CEOs and helping them have wellness for their employees, um, you offer counseling through your readings. It's just that a lot of people are getting them, getting it all at one time. I found that a lot of the topics, or at least your approach to the interpretation of the card, regardless of the topic, is therapeutic in nature, does lend to healing. And as you mentioned, people hear the tarot readings or watch the tarot readings and then connect to your library of resources as a result of that.
1: Mm, I, I'm inclined to think that everything that happens to us builds some aspect of who we are yeah you know and do you know my all my heroes my own and, and I don't mean kind of like um Hollywood type heroes right. I mean real real life heroes yeah, real people, life, yeah. real people who I really admire because of who they actually are you know not because they're you know they've achieved something in a you right, know right. In, in a particular way but just the essence of who they are as a human being a real life yeah a character a real life human being I mean obviously that sometimes amounts to amazing achievements but it's even then you know if somebody has amazing achievements and I find them to be really arrogant and rude well you know that's not going to cut it with me, really, you know, I, I kind of, it, it's the decency of them, you know, who they are as a real human being, right. what they've done and and how they are with, it. it's the whole package. All the people I really admire, all the people, every single one, you know, they've all been through really, really tough times. I don't know anybody who um, who has kind of flown through life smoothly and really, um, it, it's like it It takes us, it's, in a way, it's those kind of dark night of the soul periods. When we face those real difficult challenges and we, we step up into them and we step through them and beyond them, those are the things that I think really support our soul's journey. I mean, if you think of a human life as a soul navigating a human life, you know, rather than, you know, a human being having a soul. Right. I just think that a human life is like the perfect vessel for the evolution of the soul. It's like if the soul is coming here to move into higher levels of consciousness. Yes. And basically our, our human cock-ups, for want of a better word, and, and the chaos that we get into, yes. whether we, whether we created ourselves or we get entangled in it through other people's stuff, whatever that may be, I just think that that's, it those are the areas where we learn so Mm. much and every essence of learning every piece of learning that you personally do or that I do or anyone listening does that piece of learning will have a ripple effect that piece of learning will mean that next time they have a conversation with someone else they may approach it differently they may see it differently and those things just radiate out into the world you know we are I I do feel we are all here with purpose from a spiritual perspective, whatever your take on spirituality, you know, and if there's one thing that, you know, we can all do, it is is that we make a commitment to our our own personal growth in the knowledge that that will in turn affect others. And, you know, if we are to stop generational patterns from repeating that are causing devastation, not just to one another as human beings, but to our our planet and, and all of life globally, it kind of starts with each of us, right? And it's that level of soul growth. It's that commitment to our own journey. It's that commitment to processing the stuff that we have to deal with on a one on an individual basis every day, the things that go wrong, as well as learning to celebrate the things that go right, you right. know, it's that level of soul growth, you know, celebrating your channel, for example, Sean, being <laughs> you not just being a faceless channel being you know, the mega you that you are, <laughs> that's amazing. That's you step, you know, that in itself is a piece of amazing personal growth that you can yeah. say, actually, here I am. <laughs> yeah. It's fantastic. And, and doing that means that you, you know, you will in turn then give other people confidence to do the same, whether that is to step up in a particular situation, however it works. All of the time, if we each are embracing ultimately the growth, whatever that is for us at any time, I feel that's a layer of purpose and a layer of calling that inherently lives within us each. Mm. And we may or may not perceive it in that way, but it is my own personal belief that that's that deep layer. If we're going back to that rock face, yes, there's a really deep layer of growth going on within us each, and we have a choice as to whether we step up into that space or not. I mean, you, you know, you did. You've just, I did, and it's beautifully, beautifully, um, <laughs> you know, spoken about how you did that. I mean, it's fantastic. You know, you outed yourself and said, "I did, I, did. I did this. You know, this is me.
0: And what was interesting to find was not only, not only was there no judgment from anyone anywhere at all, but there were mm-hmm. more people than I could have imagined that are doing or believe in or enjoy as audience members the same thing. And, you know, sometimes the idea of following a path Particularly if we call it our path or one's own path, can feel frightening or isolating because mm. you feel like you're going to be just out there on a limb by yourself. Yeah. But the reality mm. is, I mean, even just the fact that I'm sitting here talking to you right now, my mind is still going Poof! like that. You said yes. I was just like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Calm down, Sean. Like <laughs> you and Odessa Mall and uh, Alyssa LaRose of Celtic Fairy Tarot. I had backups in case y'all said no. I didn't (laughs) have to use them. And, you know, so I could not have imagined when I started the channel or when I came up with the idea to have these conversations with you ladies, could not have, or to have conversations with anyone at all around this, could not have imagined that I would get these three amazing people to be able and willing to very generously participate. And so that's the, I say all that to say, You can't even begin to know the support that's out there, the connections you're going to make, the community that might be around you Mm. um, when you step into something that you feel called to do. Even if it turns out that you're not called to do it forever. Is it possible, Mm. Jenny, for people to have more than one purpose or to have their purpose change? Is that a thing?
1: Mm. I I I personally think absolutely. I, I'd go with that. You know, in terms of again, it's growth, isn't it? You yeah. know, you. I, th- I think you know you still you are still the essence of you. Um, none of us necessarily know exactly what is going to happen around the corner. Right. You know, we can to some extent, you know, vision in the things that we want. And we can, you know, try and manifest the stuff that we want, and we can be uh, an active participant in that. But you know, ultimately, we're not in—we're con- not in control of everybody else. When right. you know somebody else can do something that's, changes that changes, and that has an impact on us, and in turn, we then have to think about how we respond. So there's there's this constant interaction. Again, we are in relationship with all of life. Mm-hmm. So I think it's completely appropriate uh, that we open ourselves to simply open ourselves to growth and recognize that whatever is your calling or your purpose, whatever feels right now, you know, even if you spoke about, you know, people who've got children and, you know, when my, when my kids are small, I, there were things that I wanted to do that and it was impossible for me to do some of those things just because actually my children were my priority there, but it kind of didn't stop me, um, it didn't stop me from still, it, it, you know, comp- you could say there are compromises because, right. you know, I couldn't just allocate vast amounts of space for myself. Right. But I, I never lost sight of still doing things that felt right, you know, mm. on my own kind of career pathway. And and also it felt equally right to be a mum. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So for, for me, but I, I think it's, it comes back down to being able to try and be as conscious as we can in terms of the choices that we have available to us, but also kind of being open to work with life, work with life in the universe. You know, what are we being shown? What doorway is open to you? Do you step up? And when you do, another doorway may then open for you. Yeah. So I I do, I feel it's layer upon layer upon layer. Uh, I mean, you're quite right. I do bring in often elements of, of, emotional stuff into the readings that I do, there's a whole layer of emotional understanding, you know, that, that for me is, as long as it's of value to people, I'll continue to put it into the readings. And you will bring your own individual take, you know, to readings. And and this is about, again, being of service, putting stuff out there Mm. and, and trusting that the right people will find those readings or find those, conversations, and that will assist them, that will guide them to the next stepping stone for them. And all of all of that is about a pathway unfolding, really. So if your pathway suddenly takes a massive turn, a massive change of direction, <laughs> maybe that's meant to be. I mean, my world did. And ironically enough, I think so much for the better. I mean, now I look at the quality of my life on a daily basis, and I just, there isn't a thing that I do that I don't love. You know, that and, is so wonderful which is amazing and 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 i just wish i had another 24 hours for every day because there's so many things i i i wish to do and still want to do and and so you know to reach that point is fab actually you know but there's been a, it's been one hell of a journey to get to this point with a lot of twists and turns in the road and some significant um you know diversions along the way but it's it is ironically enough those diversions that build the resilience to get you to the point where maybe you can step up and say do you know I do have the courage to do this thing now and if if we don't do those other things if we don't tackle those hurdles and step over those bridges and I mean, those are the things that that give us the um, the kind of inner strength, the resilience. And it, that comes back down to, as you said, like self-worth, that capacity to step up and say, do you know what? I am kind of worth this. I can actually do this. I don't have to be so fearful of what everyone will think of me. And I don't have to be compliant to somebody else's perspectives. I can I can walk my own pathway.
0: That is beautiful. And there is nothing that I can add to that. Like that, I feel like that's the perfect place for me to say thank you again for sharing your time, your wisdom, your personal journey, your very eloquent and yet relatable way of explaining what this could mean in someone's life, the idea of discovering or uncovering and following their life purpose. Danny, if people want to connect with you, if they want to follow you, if they want access to you, how's the best way for them to do that?
1: Okay, Um, I mean, in terms of readings, if you want to, if you're interested in those kinds of things, which they may well be if they're following you, um, you know, check in, check into the Moon Magic Weekly Tarot channel. Um, I do post a reading every single Sunday without fail where we really ask for an immediate message and also kind of the heads up about what might be coming in the week ahead. Um, And I also do various other readings along the way. I have a Patreon community. I'm actually building a massive course, actually, at the moment to teach people to read cards. But yes. it's very, very different to, um, it's not a formal training in in like getting a book and just reading. I, I'm really coming at this from a, the perspective of neuroscience and a whole psychological and emotional kind of lay all those layers. Um, the things that have really benefited me in terms of my understanding of the cards, it's about teaching people to listen to themselves and to use the cards in that way, whether it's to benefit themselves or to read for others. So um, that's a huge project, so it's not going to be launched. But if you are if you are connected to me on Patreon, that is the best place to connect with with that layer of stuff because I do a tutorial on my Patreon site every um, every month. And um, apart from that, uh, I guess the library. the library tune into tune into the library. It's a free resource if you're struggling with any aspect of emotional difficulty. I mean, bereavement. There's a whole section on bereavement. There are meditations to assist with emotional release and also understanding how your emotions can work for you. So there's a a wealth of stuff, but yeah, YouTube, the library, Patreon, they're all sites that are, you know, you can tune in with the stuff that I'm doing and, and, um, you know, Patreon is probably the most personal community um, really out of those three.
0: Wonderful. Yeah, guys, I'm actually one of Jenny's patrons on Patreon and I love her tutorials. Um, so I am going to make sure to link again, I said this earlier, in the description box of this, uh, whatever platform you're either watching or listening t- uh, to this podcast, her YouTube channel, her Patreon link, as well as, is there a direct link to your library that I can add as well, Jenny?
1: Yes, yes, there is. I'll, I'll get that over to you. Yeah.
0: So if you happen not to be into the woo-woo stuff, as we call it, um, <laughs> and just want the healing portion of what Jenny has to offer, that will be
1: there as well. Thank you again. It was such a pleasure to have you. Oh, you're welcome. Well, I'm really, really honored that you asked me. And You know, here you are saying you're so delighted. Everyone said yes. We're actually very delighted to be. I mean, it feels very, very humbling to be asked. Thank you so, so much.
0: My heart goes boom. (laughs) That makes my heart go boom. See you guys later. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Aren't my theme songs fun? I found them at Purple Planet Music. You can find music for your projects there too. Just go to purple-planet.com.